See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. It was weird. Hey, and we're weird. Hey, and we're back. Welcome to Slow Roller to Go-Go, show 182. It's a lot. My, my name's Mal, with me as always. Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown, and this is the B through Z grade movie review podcast extravaganza. Yes, it is. And once again, <laughs> we have an extravaganza. Yeah, we do. Did you watch anything this week? Because I watched nothing. Zero things. No, but I have a question for you. Okay. Which will be a little bit of a time-consuming oh, no. thing, right. or maybe not. <laughs> I never asked, know. I, I was asking myself this week, Dr. Morbius, <laughs> like when, you pick, when you pick a movie, what's your criteria? Is it, do you want to see a movie from a specific time? Do you want to see a movie with a specific actor? Would mm. you like to see a movie by a certain director, a genre, I never do actor or director. I always yeah. Do, I was wondering how you picked them. I never, I never do. I only do like time, like like what decade, and it's that that's like like fifties, sixties, seventies. It's only like from a certain decade, or or I just kind of like see what I'm in the mood for. I'm like ah, oh, you know, kung fu or blah blah blah, and I and I'll click on YouTube, and then I kind of look down the sidebar. Hmm. Like I'll take something that I like. Originally for this week, I was going to pick Fireball Five Hundred. For Frankie Avalon. Yeah. Fine movie. Maybe too nice. You know, whatever. And I also kind of knew where that one would go. So I was like, eh, you know. <sighs> How much can you see Frankie Avalon? You know, so I was like, whatever. So I kind of, and I looked down the sidebar of YouTube saying, hey, look at all these other stupid things that are kind of like this one. And I like, look, and I just, if something gr- catches my eye, I just, I, I kind of click on it to make sure it's not total whatever. And that's about it, you yeah. Know? And especially stuff that I've never heard of before, I like to do. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, too. I and I w- I watched the one that I picked for this week. I didn't even realize it was a TV movie until I saw yeah. it later, and I was like, oh well, it has it had surprisingly good production value. Yeah, and, no, uh, TV uh, movies. But, yeah, yeah, which they are way better than than and they you, are now. Like older <laughs> TV movies are way better. They have better actors in them. They're better written. They have yeah. better everything, better stories. Like yeah, it's it's. I'm surprised at they how they have better cars. Oh yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but what about you? Like, do you go? Yeah, after well, that, that's the thing. You know, with 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 my pick, it was just like I, for some reason or another, I had this. I have this terabyte hard drive, and it just intermittently works. So <laughs> I took it out, cleaned it up a little bit. I actually took it a little piece of it apart. Couldn't get it to work. Put it back, and then finally, after like hitting it about 20 times, it finally came on. So I go, well, let's see. Now that I went to all the trouble, let's see what's on the hard drive. And it was just a bunch of, you know, their usual crap. So I say I saw this movie. I go, well, hey, you haven't done this, you know, era, this country in mm. a while, you know. Yeah. So I just grabbed it and I picked it or whatever. But I think I think I was th- I was I was trying to think about it. Usually, I go for more so than a director because a lot of people are real di- are real director, you know, files or whatever. I go for mm-hmm. actors. I think I really do like certain actors or personalities or, or characters in, in, in certain movies in certain eras. I think that's what I gravitate yeah. towards the most. And it's definitely like eras, like 60s, 70s are definitely my yeah. favorite times or whatever. But it's it's kind of like all over the place. But in general, 
it's like an actor usually more so than anything else you know i mean if obviously you know if i'm like well i'm in the mood for like a, a black and white movie yeah 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 but yeah. it's usually it's like actors that i like watching or which is why you have three or four peter cushing movies <laughs> and three or four Kellen monroe so he's movies. a co-host he's a co-host yeah peter exactly cushing. and now this is our second and final peggy neal movie because she was in terror beneath the sea with Sonny mm. Chiba, remember? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so there oh, that's you go. right. I was like, uh. where have you seen her before? Yeah, yeah, I thought she made maybe she was in like the the 4D Man or because no. there was a plucky blonde in that one. Remember the the 4D Man had that one. Yeah, girl. she looks the same to me. I, I love um, those plucky blondes. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, the uh, I'll, like a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just take a year and type in the year and full movie, okay. and then see what comes up and just kind of troll. And, and I always now. Like that one movie I found that had Bruce Campbell in it, that obviously swayed me. Crime where, Wave. Where, yeah, Crime Wave, because I was like, well, that's weird. Because I like Sam Ra- Raimi. Um, and I, but I was like, oh, wow, this has Bruce Campbell, too. Never heard of that before in my life. So if I see something like that, of course I just grab it, because sure. I'm like, oh, a chance to watch something yeah. never heard of, never knew existed, you know. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Throughout the throughout the the time we've done this show, have you like found certain movies that like really anything in particular that you went wow really this has become a favorite of mine that I didn't know that I never heard of before. Mm, that oh I don't know. No, you can think about. Yeah, it. I'd have to think about that one because that there there have been a lot of real gems. Well, that I can I've think found, of Rhonda's know. workout. <laughs> Killer yeah. workout became like you know the a uh, cult movie for you. Yeah, no, there there was some that were real surprises. I, I will say that like thinking back upon it. Um, some of these really forgotten no- nothing movies had a lot of heart to them. A lot of they were very well written, well shot movies. You know, just didn't have the budget. Um, and time forgets all movies. Like you know, you think of. I think we tend to think movies like oh they're 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 tr- forever they're going to be known as the greatest movie ever in all of history. It's just not how it works. Mm. The greatest movies of of the 40s and 50s, no one even heard of them. No one even knows those stars. Like. Some too. Some I'm not not nobody, yeah, but yeah. they're not like because everyone like oh I remember like Titanic hit. Remember when Titanic came out and oh these are the greatest people in the history of ever. This is gonna be the the, the greatest movie that's ever been made. No, no, it won't. You know, fifty years from now, no one's gonna be like oh there was some Titanic movie from before, but who cares? You know that's that's how some movies, movies act. Some you movies know? have like um you know lasting appeal for hmm. from one reason or another. You know what I mean? That Sometimes you don't even know the reason. You know, sometimes yeah. you're like, okay, why is this? A sometimes thing? the reason comes out later because something, <laughs> somebody might have been in a movie and then later on it became a more memorable person or whatever, right. and then that movie becomes like something that is like, oh well, we got to watch that because an early, uh, you know, whatever Jack Nicholson movie or what Dennis Hopper or whatever, right. you know. But it's all different, um, all different, uh, you know, things that that guide you there. But I was mm-hmm. just wondering because I was just like. I was watching this movie and I was like, I mean, even though it's okay, I was like, why did I pick this? And I go, well, I guess I picked it because it was on the hard drive and I do like, you know, Peggy Neal and it's like, I haven't mm. done a giant monster movie in a while, but I, I just wonder, you know, yeah. why, why... I didn't either. I, I and your, like the that. movie you picked, it was just like out of the blood. I'd never even heard of this movie. Not it's me a either. TV movie. But I was like, oh, that's interesting that he picked that because this has got some interesting kind of like character actors I in know. It. The actors in this were like, Wow. Like and they they're and, still around and today. They're still around today, and they weren't in this. This is out of their roles. Like, the, all the characters that we saw that we know, this isn't who they normally play. You know, yeah. In, in in now times, in like when they got their career going and stuff, it's just really really odd, really interesting. Yeah. Some of the earlier stuff and 
Yeah, I, I didn't even know this is, existed. I didn't even know this is a anything. It's from you know? Seventy nine. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, yeah, it was kind of a cool movie. I, I dug it. It had a lot of vibe to it, but yeah, it had a feeling to it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> kind of feeling. All right, Feelings. we're going to go to our trailer break, and then we'll be back. Ooga chaka, ooga chaka. I think we're going to be back with some giant dude in a rubber suit trashing some stuff eventually. Woof. I'm badass, and you're good ass. You're goody little two-shoes. You're goody little two-shoes, goody little two-shoes. <laughs> hey, horror fans, here comes the most terrifying motorcycle horror film ever made. Werewolves on Wheels is the ghoulish story of a wild motorcycle gang lost in the desert, mocking the supernatural. One by one they die. Unnatural, unbelievable deaths. See Werewolves on Wheels in color. The chiller thriller from the Fanfare Corporation. Rated R. It's a hair-raising experience. War gods of the deep. Are they men or monsters? Born before time began, raging up from 10,000 fathoms beneath the sea. Half devil, half fish, all evil. These are the war gods of the deep. Vincent Price rules a madman's empire, peopled by nameless terrors spawned of evil with the cunning of man, the body of a fish, and the ravening cruelty of the killer shark. Here in the deep, you will experience the most fantastic of adventures when you see War Gods of the Deep, starring Vincent Price, Tab Hunter, Susan Hart, and David Tomlinson, filmed in color scope from American International. War Gods of the Deep takes you deep into the new world of terror. Are you ready for the most dangerous women on Earth? They're called the Wonder Women, the Kung Fu Killers of the Orient. Deadly with their hands, deadlier with their bodies. You never know what they'll come up with next. Maybe a kiss in the dark, maybe a karate chop in the neck. Wonder Woman stars Nancy Kwan as the incredible and invincible Dr. Sue. She specializes in most unusual medical experiments. It is possible for me to transplant any part of the human body. Ross Hagen is Mike Harbour. He'll work for anyone, do anything, if the price is right. Mike is marked for death in everyone's book. Wonder Woman is new action. Wonder Woman is new excitement, new adventure. Beautiful, luscious, mysterious dolls trained by the sinister dragon lady to do as they were told. They were killers, a sisterhood of death, but they were also women. See the most lethal kung fu karate females take men apart piece by piece. Wonder Women, rated PG. You know, Goldmember, I do think that's something one dude should say to another dude. Yeah, a little creepy. All right, and we're back. So, we're back. yeah. What, what's what's our first movie? This is a this movie is from uh, 1967. This is a Doctor Morbius presents, of course. So Doctor Morbius presents. Yeah. yeah, it's called the Extra Matter Space from uh, you know your favorite country of yep. Japan. Yep, easily and, my favorite country. And uh, it's an interesting movie in that it was only the only it's a this studio who made this movie I guess was a studio that was mostly known for either crime movies or dramas or whatever. So this is like mm. the first and only... Foray into the yeah, kai- into kaiju. The, into the giant monster. Yeah. So it kind of like, kind of clunky, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, but the production values aren't bad for this Really, kind of They're nice, really actually. nicely shot. Everything was nicely shot. Um, th- now, I'll just touch on this briefly. I don't know a whole lot about them, but kaiju is uh, a whole... 
industry in Japan, and, and kaiju refers to the gigantic monster uh, yeah. genre. That's what they're called, kaiju. Uh, I think everyone kind of fig- knew that from the uh, was that Pacific Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim was that the name? The new yeah, that new yeah, one. Yeah. Um, but kaiju has a huge, long history uh, in Japan, starting with well, not starting with, but made most famous by, of course, Godzilla. Um, and there's been hundreds and hundreds of movies, and there's been hundreds of of these these monsters, and they're always it almost falls into the Chopsaki style movie of, and television, yeah, because yeah, of all the Ultraman right. stuff. And it it kind of falls into the same thing where they're just where they just crank them out so much they're just trying to figure out a new gimmick, a new angle, or a new superpower for these things. You know, uh, Japan has become very good at. <sighs> Stepping on models and shooting they, they models. They did perfect you know. the uh, man in the rubber suit. Oh thing, yeah, you know, I mean, they some of them are they great. Became an art form. It, it was an art form, yeah, and it, and even this one, um, which I'm gonna bag on a little bit. I didn't hate it, but I, it was there was some stuff wrong with it, you know. Oh. But the but the monsters part was really well shot. Oh, yeah. I, I almost thought they probably borrowed some Toho people. No, um, I would have thought I would have thought it. Well, then they watched a whole lot of Toho and were like. We can do this. Yeah, of course know? they did. Of course <laughs> they did. Because it was like, yeah. wow, you know, the same shots, a lot of the same angles. Well, there was uh, Toho, and then there was other company called Dai that did other movies, and then there was yeah. other smaller companies, and there was Korean movies, Korean companies that did, you know, giant monsters. So right, everybody, everybody, right. all the Asians got in on the action. Yeah, well, they were like, man, this this hit big. This you is know? money, you know. Yeah. I mean, all these Godzilla movies are doing great, even in overseas, and we can sell them the television and oh, yeah. make a few bucks. Because kids love them. I love them. I, I, I'll be honest with you. As a kid, I didn't care for these movies that much. I, even at, because at the age when these movies came out on television in the '60s, I may have been about two or three years older than the guy than the people that actually like fell for these movies. So mm. I was already, you know, back then when you're a kid, one or two years is a lifetime. You know? Oh yeah. Now yeah. it's not so much, but back then it was a lifetime. So within like a two-year run, you could have been out of elementary school and into junior high, and you think that a giant monster you mean, like, movie yeah, is cool dopey, anymore, you know? Right. And that's what happened to me. You know, I was more into like the uh, vampires and the horror, as opposed to the giant monster. I appreciated the uh, Harryhausen movies, but with these movies, a lot of them you watch them, and you, knew, you could tell it was a guy in a suit, and you could t- and you mm. can see strings on like you know, and you're like, what is this crap? Oh yeah, and know? it's the same kind of bank turns and the same stuff. Yeah, and, and remember yeah. back then there was like a stigma to made in Japan. You know, I mean, whenever you bought a stereo or something, you see made in Japan, it was like inferior supposedly. You know, so there was a mm. lot of that going on. That of course changed years later. Oh yeah, but back they in became the 60s, really quality oriented. Back in the '60s, it was still kind of like you know some kind of a weird little thing. So yeah, there's a lot going. Uh, against it now as as you know now as i get older i got in, introduced to these movies and you know what happens too is i watched most of if not all of all the ones that i wanted to watch that you know that are uh, english speaking unless right. you know somebody pulls one out of europe that i never saw before and then i'm like oh wow i never saw this and it's letterbox or dubbed or whatever yeah. or, i can watch it but i had seen most of what i wanted so this was from the era mm. i said okay well i mean maybe you know i can appreciate it for its style as opposed to the technical I mean of course now this stuff is made seamlessly with CGI but it seems to have a lot more character oh yeah when you watch the older these ones, old I, movies I will say there is a huge difference and I noticed this uh, first I, I noticed this first with the the kung fu movies the mm. you know there is a huge difference between a child uh, child's eyes watching these and an sure. adult you know as I grew up kind of with kung fu when I was a kid, it was just about the action and the funny and laughing and stuff like that. And then, you know, 
now I focus on story and I and and I see different effects and different things that they've trying to do. It's a big difference, you know. And I never really applied that to the monster, to the you know the kaiju movies, but I I do notice it's way different, you know. Of course, uh, and the more we get into this kind of stuff, where we actually are analyzing movies and breaking movies down, it's totally different again, you know. Because now you're actually thinking like, okay, what what are we trying to do here? What's the story arc? What act is this? You know, do they even know what they're doing? You know, and some don't. So you know, and some of those um, kung fu movies are just hacked together pieces of garbage and and that's that's where you know we kind of get these things and we're like oh jesus this is a slog fest you know mm-hmm, yeah but um yeah. most of this stuff most i will say most of the kaiju movies there's enough money put into them that they are at least movies like you know yeah. uh, if that makes sense to you like because that doesn't that isn't cheap making those models even the cheapest models that's a lot of sh- setup that's a lot of shooting it's a lot of everything you know so they always do have a certain level of production, you know. Sure they do. Uh, yeah. This one was actually really good. Uh, the only my biggest knock against this movie was like, where's the damn monster? As as a matter of fact, you know. th- this movie was actually released by. They actually did a Criterion Collection version of this. Of yeah, this? Yes, believe it or not, there's a Criterion Collection of the extra matter space. But that's cool. Well, you know, I guess Criterion's I gotta, fi- I gotta find it. Yeah, like I should find out like like a Blu-ray. It'd be yes. like eight bucks. I'd be like, huh. I pretty uh, like, it looked pretty nice, you know. Yeah. I mean, already. I mean, the colors were vibrant, like always. Yeah, and that's the thing about the '60s too. It's very colorful. Everybody's like, hey, we can use color. Let's throw color yeah. out. And Japan know? loved silver backing with red and blues. Yeah. That was their. They loved that color combo, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was. It, there was a lot right with it, you know. It was. It, it was. Uh, the one thing that I I gotta say it was, you know, this is a, this movie was an hour and thirty five minutes. It was forty six twenty five when the monster sure. finally yeah, showed you're up. Right. No, you're right. You're right. I, I actually turned to the person I was watching and I was like, "You, you, you what? If, what if I told you this was a, a monster movie?" And she was like, "Bullshit." <laughs> she goes, "I call bullshit." And I'm like, "Uh huh. It's a monster movie." And we still had like twenty more minutes before the monster finally showed up. And I, I get it. Like, I think Godzilla made it that the suspense was was almost uh, as as important as when he showed up. Where so they were probably trying to build suspense and build it like oh where's the, he's coming where's he gonna come, but then when he did show up he never left which was the other mistake mm. they made. This monster just running around punching shit breaking stuff. What made Godzilla so scary was he showed up he did some damage then he left and it left everyone going huh I wonder if he's coming back and I hope he doesn't come back and what happens if he does come back. Yeah, I agree. This monster just had a bowl of Wheaties and started breaking Japan and never stopped. He just walked around kicking stuff for three days straight. I'm like, I don't think monsters could do that. Well, the basic <laughs> idea, which is kind of goofy, was that these four people are going to be sent up to the, to to Mars, and like you know, they've they've had six other um, flights missions. <laughs> missions that have gone bad. So lucky you four, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and also this is the wackiest space crew I've ever met. They're just zany and wacky. I was like. Boy, yeah. American astronauts are way more intense than these guys. They're just <laughs> clownishly goofy, having some cognac, you know. Yeah, well, it was the oh, 60s. You you drink know. some cognac. Okay, put out that cigarette. Time to go fly to Mars. You know, you're like, huh, all right, I guess. Yeah, it's I like know. it's like, hey, we drew straws, and you, uh, you lucky guys, get to go on another doomed mission. You yeah. know, <laughs> what do you like? How you like me now? You know, oh, and they're like, no. okay, so they go up there and they. 
and there's a UFO flying around, which is like a flaming pie, not to quote the uh, Paul McCartney yeah. album. <laughs> Oh, and I, again, I, sorry to interrupt. I love those. No, go ahead. I love those spaceships from the 60s. Oh, yeah. Man, they're just on lounge chairs. There's so much room. I'm like, they got to see the reality of it because I don't think those guys can even get up to use the bathroom. Like, they're just strapped in until they land, and that's a couple days or whatever. You're like, oh, And they gosh. all got their Major Matt Mason uniforms, oh, you know, which is yeah. awesome, this, man. <laughs> yep. So yep. they go up there, and they start getting, like, you know, goofed on, like, trolled by the flying, uh... Oh, yeah. And then, like, what was it, one of the... because what even was that? Yeah, it was just an excuse for, like, that's what's spotting them, I guess, from getting to Mars or whatever. But we never find out monster. what it is. But, it, but it's the catalyst for... Right, right. Later on, or whatever. Yeah. So then, the, so, um, while they're doing this, and the thing's flying around, and the, the one guy, the doctor, starts getting sick or something like that, right? The one... Yeah, out of nowhere, and you're like, okay. He starts getting, like, flight sick, so they got to turn back to the lunar moon base so he can be, you know, taken yeah, care of yeah. or whatever. You know? And then, and then like, then, then that's where that interesting dynamic between... The you know Michiko the and Michiko and the and the blonde girl Peggy Neal or whatever you know so weird and then that becomes kind of like a a, a, a tri, uh, like a love jealousy tri- love triangle thing. I couldn't I couldn't for the love of me I could not figure this out and I didn't know if it was because it was edited wrong or what the hell like she's the Peggy 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 Neal Peggy Neal is there uh, the actress yeah and she's she's there on the spaceship and. You know, Michiko's like harumph and turns the camera off, and you're like, "That's weird," but whatever. But then when they land, oh, they're best friends. But then they're in the shower together. You're like, I know. "What the hell's going on here?" Like, <laughs> there's like there's that, uh, that blonde said Michiko like 450,000 times. It was, was kind of like a. Oh my friend. There was like a. There was like a. You know. Are they lady? Les- lady? Yeah. I'm like, like, are they lesbian lovers? They're, they're, are are they fighting over this man? What the hell? There, there was on, that you know? overtone, which you know, friends of mine picked up as kids, and they were that kind of like got them like, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> there <laughs> was, was like, there was like some strangeness going on, but it's Japan, you know. They're kind of. It was wild very wacky. confusing. You know, it was very confusing. Even now, like as I'm watching this. I'm like, what is this? What are they doing? Like, and she had a picture because Michiko had a picture of the commander, yeah, on her desk. And then she turned it around like harumph, and she left. And you're like, what? He asked to land. What? What? What's the dynamic here? What is going on? She wasn't. If anything, he was dis. He didn't care for her very much. He was like, you sit down and shut up, you know. And it was so weird. It was such an odd like part of this whole it's Japan, thing. Man. That's yeah. the Japan thing. I that's know Japan odd. though. It's I know. That's a odd that's a little odd Japan touch to it. <laughs> I guess, but I know Japan. I, I, I that's not <laughs> That's not like, your Japan, huh? That's not, that's not the real Japan. It was just one of those things you're like, Okay, I guess, whatever we're doing here. Uh it's <laughs> So strange, you know. So then they, they find, but they find another angry guy, Jin guy, doctor to go up, and he's all yeah. pissed off. That he doesn't want to. He's like, "Wow, this food sucks in this." Yeah, you know? I should be with my wife. I was like, "Would you just shut up? Would you just shut up?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then they go back up, and then like, do they get, they get like some meteor storm or something like that happens, or some kind of like. <laughs> And then they and the funny, they, one of the funniest things that the, the, the funny thing with how they plugged the hole in the uh, oh yeah no the, the funniest thing is like the whole time with this, this these flights which are numerous because they go to the moon to drop off the sick guy to get a fresh guy yeah they're like there's these guys 
at a control center, and it's just like this white square-jawed guy and the the overlord of Japan, and they're sitting there watching this, and it looks like it's a model race set, and there's like it says Earth, Moon, Mars, and there's like lines going around it, and the light is supposed to be them staying on these paths. The light is never on the path. The light's always like off in the middle, or it goes like because they're always being diverted by this weird flaming pie pie, pie. And, and so like it's going to the moon then it's it comes out and then it's like in between mars and the moon i'm like what the hell man what's so, aye, aye, aye. so like you know of course they go back and and, and well when, when they were on the lunar thing they also have kind of like a lunar lounge or like you said they dance and they have cognac and it's like so it's weird. like 60s party time on the moon and they're like in this they're in the hot bath which you know japan does like the hot springs the hot bath yeah right and they're in the hot bath the two guys and well this isn't really real water this is fake water you can tell and he's like no this is i it's like water they're like what? yeah that's what it's it's quirky. And this whole time, you're like, can we just see the monster, please? I'd really like to see the monster. Yeah, you're going to have to wait a little longer, no. buddy. And then you see the girls in the shower, and you're like, okay, well, now this is a little interesting. And the soap, no. the soap no. deal, yeah. Just no. just, 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 forget it. Don't don't bother getting this. this is nothing. So, so they go back, and there's like some meteor storm, and actually, the, or something, or something that the the flying saucer shoots, I don't even remember, and it Pucks a hole in the in the in the rocket ship, and I think the Peggy Neal covers it with her butt or something to keep it. And then yes. they, they seal it, and then you know they they revive her, and then <laughs> they look to the in the back, and they see like some kind of like crap stuck on the ship, yeah, like some yeah. rocks or whatever. So they go out and they like investigate and they bring one in Just and get they, it in, yeah, sure. And they bring it to Earth and then they start like you know looking at it and they go, wow, this is some some alien life form, but we can't do. But never mind that. Let's go to a party. Yeah, let's go to a party. Yeah, I'll have a party at my house. You're like, it's what? the '60s after all. What the hell are you talking about? Like, and also the way they handle the specimens is just. It's like how a child handles Play-Doh or, or how you might pick at a burger from a Happy Meal. It, there's no care or, or, you know, like where they're locked in like an isolation thing well, or whatever. Yeah. Nothing. It's poking with a pencil. Eh, let's go to the party. We'll come back later for this. You're like, okay, yeah, I and guess. Then, and then when they go to the, when they come back from the party, they see that so, that the thing actually, like, something came out of there and it burned a hole it in It pulled the, an alien blood. It pulled an alien deal. Yeah, right. Alien, alien blood alien. just burned a hole in the center of the earth. You know, you're like, wow, that's weird. And then, but then the, didn't they find some big chicken hand mark or yeah, something? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They, and they, they put, like, soda on it or something like that, and they're like, oh, look, it's a, it's a, it's a weird paw. And you're like, I guess, or a leaf. I don't know. what it, Whatever. It was so... So then, so then they're like, okay, well we gotta we gotta investigate this stuff more, but we can't do it on Earth. So we gotta go back to the moon, and like you know, and and do the test on the moon. So they go back to the moon and do some tests, and then they have, of course, they're gonna have problems getting to the moon because there's gotta be like some kind of a. And in the meantime, shenanigans. The, in the it's meantime, shenanigans. It, the 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 thing that popped out of the. Uh, Test tube becomes like the giant. Yeah, giant. The, and then at this point, now you called it. You called it the name of it was the space X. The, the extra outer space. The extra outer space, but it's also called Gulala. Gulala. Okay, that's I. I always I, I keep saying Gigantis for some reason. That's a different one. That's Gulala. Gulala. Okay, so because Gulala is the name of the movie, but it, it's also named. It's like it, most of our movies has multiple names. Well, in, for television, it was named the Extra Matter Space because Gulala is kind of like a, what the heck what is, the Gulala? Hell is Gulala? Yeah, 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 you know yeah what exactly. I mean? So it's like 
that's the name of the monster, which I guess they tell you it's an acronym for something else or whatever. Oh, and at this point, the, the Michiko, who is basically someone who lands planes, just becomes part of the c- crew. Yeah. And this is also where you're like, so Japan has like seven people in it? That's like, there's no like extras, there's nothing going on anywhere. The first time when you see the monster comes, you see clips of Japanese people running in horror, and by God, that's when I was like, how many times have I seen Japanese herds running in horror in my life? Like, hundreds. It just, <laughs> like, oh, here it comes, looking up in the sky and running. You're like, oh my God, I've seen that so many times. But th- other than that, there's no other be- people <laughs> in this movie. There's no extras, there's no nothing. It's like, yeah, it's basically just the, seven, main, people. the seven astronauts yeah. and their story or whatever, yeah. you know, and then just the monster <laughs> destroying. So then the monster obviously goes on the rampage and starts... Yeah, finally! And starts destroying the whole town and, you yep. know, going on a rampage. And they go back to the moon. They they, they extract some kind of gulalium or something out of this thing, which is going to stop, <laughs> prevent the monster from, like, you know, be, being... Because the monster needs energy to live, yeah. so that's why he's going after telephone electrical things and then and, and then at the very end he wants to go after nuclear so yeah, he can he's like, going to he's going to go nuke man he's going to go nuke yeah so you know they they get they get the gulalium they bring it back and of course they have more problems when they come oh, so many back and then Michigo figures out that like you know the gulalium oh, no she doesn't figure it out the something happens where they're like stuck in space, and then, like, somehow or another... We'll like, use the radiation field. Yes, Michiko says, we'll use a radiation field. Maybe that'll counteract the gulalium, or we can come back. And then, of course, that works. So, thankfully, they brought Michiko with them, because yeah. she was the able to... She basically was a catalyst for saving, you know, the world, or whatever. I, I, I know, a good majority of this freaking script is, hmm, right, yes, hmm, yes, we should use that radiation, hmm. Yes, right. You're like, okay, wow. It is the most atypical, like, translators and, and, and the people speaking English didn't know what to fill the space you with. You mean the dubbers. The dubbers, yeah. You know, or the, the, you know, the, the, the translators the, the, write the script and they're the, like, yeah. this doesn't really mean anything. It's kind of like, hmm, uh, you know, so they just kind of fill it with nonsense words a little bit, you know. So they, uh, get, so they get back to Earth. Finally, they're back. They're yeah. back to Earth and they've got the... The gulalium there. And the blonde but, gets caught in some... And then, but, well, what happens oh, oh, is yeah, they, yeah. they get back to Earth and they're like, you know, they're, they're like, um, you know, at the base or whatever and the monster's coming towards them. And then, like you said, out of the blue, it's like they, he's destroying ships or, I mean, buildings or whatever. And all of a sudden... Chucking Mich- stuff around. He chucks Michigo, a freaking yeah, oil tanker. Was yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> Michigo comes up and he goes, oh, no, you know, Peggy Neal's like getting her. So they got to like, she's her legs are trapped underneath. Classic trapped ankle. And, like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, and it takes, like, 20 guys to move because it's a humongous piece. You're like, well, that's kind of like, a, a, you know, I guess that's a little bit of, a, you know, plot, you know, just to make the movie drag a little longer yeah, or whatever, you yeah. know. So, at any rate, she escapes, and they get back, and then the spaceships kind of fly with their gulalium, and then they bukkake this thing to death. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, what? They no, bukkake But, but we death. did forget, for some reason... The the, Galala 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 gets hold of nukes. Finally, yes, he gets yes. some energy, and he turns into like a little baby sun, and he just flies yeah, around a little right. bit. I forgot about and that. And you're like, yeah. wait, what? Why? And because then, then he lands in some water, and he comes back out as him. And I'm like, well, what was the point of that? Like, he became a sun or an orb. I'm saying sun because it looked like a little baby sun, and he's flying around, and then he just 
lands in some water and comes back out. He's like, ah, I was just kidding. I'm still Galali. <laughs> you're like, well, what the hell was that about? Like, it made no sense tactical or otherwise, but whatever. So then, uh, yeah, then they bukak him. He, 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 he goes into a little ball. And again, she just, the, the Peggy Neal waltzes up and just starts touching it. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> so then they put it in a spaceship and they blast it into space to orbit the sun. At that point, I said, doesn't this thing get power from energy? Wouldn't making it go around the sun make it stronger? Yeah. I think he would be, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't do that. I would put him into deep space and say, bye. Jerk. Yeah, well, they go all under death. and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's other ones, I think, so he doesn't die. Yeah. But yeah. In, in all these kaiju, there's never, there's never an end. Like, if they test well with markets and make money, sure. it'll be back for Galala too, Electric Boogaloo, you know. Sure, yeah, and I mean, you know, the, the analysis that, you know, we're given to this movie is is almost pointless because this is just a fun, goofy movie. Oh, it you is, know so... What I mean? You can just tear it to pieces like you can tear any movie to pieces, but the, it's just a fun, goofy Yeah, the wackadoo level movie. is off the charts. It is off the charts the, on this one. The, and the plot level is off the charts, too, because for a lot of times they're trying to... They're coming up with all these, like, you know, they're almost like they're, they're really trying really hard to pad this movie when it could have been, like, ten minutes shorter and been Oh, a lot, it should have been a, a tidy easier. 115 and that's it and you're out of yeah, there. 135, yeah. don't need it. Not because really. at the end... Michiko's with the with the commander, and the blonde is up on the on a, on a cliff overlooking him, which is kind of ties that crap together. And she's like, "Oh, the monster taught me, you know, love is fleeting or something." I'm like, "What? When? When did the monster teach any of us anything?" <laughs> I, 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 but that, that might have been that might have been in the Japanese storyline that somebody had a like translator or whatever. God knows. <laughs> like I said, this movie was not made by specialists in the field. This was made by like <laughs> guys who like were dabbling, and it shows the guys that were like, we can make money doing that, and they're like, hey. But, but if you like giant monster movies and you don't mind a little Which bit of padding or whatever, yeah. this is just as good as far as production-wise as any other 60s oh, yeah. you know, Godzilla movie. I mean, no, the other, I get the Toho ones are better, but this is just as in, in the same realm. It's not, oh, this is well it's not, shot. It's not yeah. as... It's not... It's, it's well... They spent money on it. This is a great, well-shot movie. It's a good production for and them. And for as much as we're joking and as much as I'm bagging on it, it was the script was fine. Um, this is no different. They really borrowed the whole front half of the movie from any of those uh, first spaceship to Venus or yeah. pla- uh, voyage to the prehistoric planet. Yeah. The space shots and the kind of the love interest and the, the dynamics of that, all the same. They just took it right from the, the, what we've seen before and said, here it is again, this time in color, and then will there be a monster in a little bit, so hang tight. Like, exactly. You know, and that's yeah. all it was. It was just like kind of first half was... Uh, Planet uh, voyage to the prehistoric planet. Second half was here's a monster, you know, and it, and it was it was it worked. It was well done. Uh, I liked all, I liked it the whole movie. It was funny. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I said, it was just like, I mean, I it was funny because I was I, I was reading up about it, and a guy wrote like a uh, on one of these blogs. He wrote like a, a plot synopsis, and my like, God, it went forever. And I go, yeah, you're right. I actually watched this movie once, and then I put it on again just to like make sure that it, that I didn't miss anything. Huh. And I missed a couple of things because it was just like. I got bored a little bit, and then yeah. if, you get, if you get bored a little bit, somebody says something and you miss it, and you're like, oh well. See, I did know. tune in and out of this a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of very. That's normal, even with the with the kung fu movies. There's not really enough that you have to pay attention. Yeah. So if you're whatever tuning your guitar or you, you or get lulled around, into something and you miss something a little important. bit, a little bit, you know you. But that's eh, all right. I, what do you give this one? I'll give it a six. Yeah, I was gonna go with like a seven. 
So there you go. Pretty good, nice, tidy little kaiju movie. Um, there's better, but there's way worse. So you couldn't, you know. Yeah, you can find worse. <laughs> you can find way worse. So it's fun. But enjoyable. They're all enjoyable in their own childlike, cool, 60s, fun. See, that's the one thing I do way. hate. I don't laugh at these. Like, I don't wh- laugh when I'm laughing, I don't, know, I don't laugh. A lot of people them. laugh at them. Like, they're like, oh, that's so stupid. That's so funny. Well, that I hate that because. No. See, I laugh with it. Like, I like you know, like with the times that I'm laughing, it's because they, it was kind of like a funny time or a moment of. Of of silliness, you know, but I, I actually like kind of like these movies I well, because they're they're almost innocent in a way. I mean, even yeah. with all the destruction and all that, they're kind of innocent because they really are for a younger generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why you know you don't you you can you can like analyze it to death, but it's not made for like you know us. Even though we do like it because it's we like that genre, it's made for like a kid in the 60s yeah. or young people. So it's it's this they don't really they don't put that much now. Yeah. Even though it might have elements of Greek tragedy. No, I'm just kidding. That's from another. That's from another movie we'll do one day. Sure does. But, uh, but uh, anyway. All right. Here's some trailers. We'll be right back with our next glorious movie. Well, folks, Mama's wrong again. <laughs> no kind of saying this. You're wrong. Mama's right. Venom in her veins and lust in her eyes. A woman of flesh becomes a venomous viper. I've sucked the years out of your body. It was the only way it could be a human and a woman again. Plunging her fangs into warm flesh, she sucks the life from the bodies of men. As long as I'm alive, you'll feed off my venom. And stay young. But I don't want to change. Of course, if you want to escape from me, you still can. If you dare. Only a human lover could restore her human skin. You made love to another man? I had to. To stay human. Only the cobra could satisfy her unearthly desires. Fanging a snake is like castrating a man. The most terrifying picture you will ever see. Night of the Cobra Woman. From New World Pictures. In color, rated R. Now you listen to me. I didn't volunteer for this. And when you good people hired me to come take care of your garbage, nobody was there telling me how to do the job. Now you don't like it? It's a little late to be wanting to get involved. Chris Christopherson and Jan Michael Vincent in Vigilante Force. I have friends here who are accusing me of being part of whatever the hell is going on. The story of two brothers who fought over a town. I'm the one that brought you here, and I'm the one that's going to run you out. And a woman. My sentence here is up. We've got to fight over another girl, Ben. Chris Christopherson and Jan Michael Vincent. You know, it's always been me against the rest of them. But I thought you was on my side. I always was. In the final showdown, only one will walk away. Vigilante Force. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Who slew Auntie Rue? Aunt Rue is a witch. Who slew Auntie Rue? Don't everybody leave me all alone. Don't leave me. Don't miss Shelley Winters, Mark Lester, and Ralph Richardson, who will never tell. And the teddy bear who knew who slew Auntie Rue. 
Who slew Auntie Rue in color-rated GP? That was irrational of you, not to mention unsportsmanlike. Hey, all right, we're back. So, uh, yeah, now on to our next movie, which, a rare occurrence, uh, Mal presents a TV movie. Yeah, you kind of... From the 70s. I pulled out Dr. Morbius. You did. You surprised me. I was like, huh, where did this come from? But then when I... I saw the title of the movie. Go, yeah, I know, I know why. I understand. No, why. actually, I was going to do the 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 Fireball Five Hundred, which it, that's on one day we'll do it. No. Just uh, you know, it's not a terrible movie. This Have one you was, seen it before? No, oh. uh, I just read about it, and I was okay. like, and I, as as I read about the Fireball Five Hundred, I was like, I'm not really in the mood for that right now. You know, what I mean, like, like I, I like a little bit grittier, and this one definitely delivered. I was really pleasantly surprised. I didn't. I didn't think I would like this quite as much as I did. Um, really good movie. What's the name of it? Uh, the, it's called Hot Rod, but then there's, an, a, of course, an alternate title. Hot Rod from 1979, but it's also called Rebel of the Road. Uh, it was a TV movie. A lot of really big-name actors, a lot of good actors. Robert Culp. Uh, Trapper John M.D.'s in there. Which Pernell, 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 who's the only cop in town, apparently, in this I movie. I couldn't figure out who he was, and I'm like, who is this guy? Why do I know this guy? Trapper John, he's also yeah. in, he was also in uh, Gun- Bonanza. Yeah, Bonanza. But then he was I, one of the sons. When I saw when I saw Trapper John, I was like, you got to be kidding me, because I, I watched that show a lot. You know? Oh, you did? Oh, huh? Okay. <laughs> then Robert Culp from I Spy. Yeah. Greg Henry, the main guy who's been in a million movies. Ed Begley Jr. Yeah. Seen the girl Robert Mattson, who's like been in soaps forever, I think. T- tons of TV. Tons of oh TV. Oh my Robert God, Mattson, so much yeah. TV mo- movies or yeah, TV yeah, yeah. Uh, shows. Now the the main guy, what was his name? Greg Henry. Greg Henry. He, I've never seen him in a starring role before. No, not he's really. always kind of supporting guy. He's kind of wormy guy who's probably gonna stab the star in the back at some point. Guy. Um, I've seen him in various roles. Never seen him in this, and he really worked in this movie. Yeah, he was good. Everyone in this movie, I thought, worked really well with what they were doing. Now, there was some parts where I was like, okay, my God. The the evil overlord couldn't be more evil. Like, he was just, like, this so... Well, some guy wrote on one of the blogs, a review, talking about this movie, saying that, uh-huh. like, it was kind of true to life because back in that day... There was a lot of guys doing like you know like regular you know farm boy or regular dude racing, and then all of a sudden some like you know local corporate guys were trying to get in on it and like you know buy it up and make money off it. So they were like actually going out of their way to screw the you know the local guys, guys yeah. in order to make it national and make. Because those local guys are some of them are really geniuses. Some of them oh, are of course. like they've been around motors their whole, especially like the farm guys. They've made things run their whole life keeping tractors on the yeah. going and everything so they're really smart with all that kind of stuff you this know? is this is kind of like uh, on, on the surface kind of like a, a racing movie but it's also about like an end the end of an era because they mm-hmm. also talk about it was 79 and it's gonna and then it's gonna be like i think if it was around new year's and they talk about oh, it'll be 1980 soon or whatever yeah. so it's kind of like you know end of an era end of like the the simplicity yeah. of like just regular you know, local racing on the strip or whatever, and more like a corporate kind of deal. So now it they, was it was cool. Yeah, movie. they did use a lot of stuff that we've seen before. They used the radio announcer to kind of do stuff, a la yeah. Vanishing Point. Yep. Or not, was it was Vanishing Point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it was like a lot like Two Lane Blacktop, where the guy's only focus was racing. You know, um, not not so much not that, so but, much, a, but but a little bit. Um, this this did have the great music. The, the, yeah, the, mu- the, 50s the music. music and the cars Buddy in this Holly were just stuff, yeah. off the charts with like 
it was all really good music, and it wasn't like that crappy imitation stuff we're no, used no, to today. No, it was today. A really Buddy this Holly is, and all This is real music. They were really playing it, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. Every The soundtrack was just song after song of like all these ones that you know from the 50s, all these like heavy, like rock and you know cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. That, that part of it was great, you know. Yeah, this kind of movie was was popular in the in the 70s and the 80s it kind of went away, you know, Dirty yeah, Harry, Crazy yeah. Mary. I'll, I'll do one that we'll do in the future called Loha Bobby and Rose. There's a few of them car movies with the good soundtracks and the motors and the you know, and the yeah, big t- good That was kind of like a that was kind of like a thing that was real popular. It kind of died out a little bit in the 80s cuz then the uh the plastic hair and all that other right. stuff came in and the, the, the synthesized drums yeah. and all well, that. Yeah. And this, this, one of the things that was very um this was cashing in on it big time, big time. It was a very interesting t- point in our history where uh, Don per- Don Perdone and the other guy Snake and Mongoose. There was these yeah. two guys. They were they were funny car dragster racers. They kind of were both peaking at the same time, and this was a rivalry. Now whether they hate each other or not, I doubt it. They were probably just racers, but Hot Wheels got onto it. And Hot Wheels had these snakes. It was a snake and mongoose race sets. And kids grew up with funny cars. And funny cars were this new thing. Model, model kids yeah. too of funny cars. Yep. And and funny cars were this new thing. Everyone was used to the rails. Everyone was used to the long dragsters, you know. But then top fuel and, and top fuel stuff. But then the funny cars came on and they were like, this is kind of cool. Looks like a Vega, but it's not one. Looks like a... You know, and kids can... It looks more like a car, so kids like it, you know. And it's more space for advertising crap. And and Snake and Mongoose hit huge, and they and they were always racing. They were always close. They were always beating each other. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of that influence on this whole national drag strip by Munn's Root Beer. Munn's Root Beer, yeah. And you better get you better get used to hearing Root Beer, because boy, that's a Cause that root beer guy owned the Robert Culp Munns. Yeah. He owned the town. He owned oh the, my God! He owned the two cops. Uh, the only yeah. cops in the, the town, apparently. You know? Oh yeah, and it's just like oh we. They give tickets for anything. Everything, everything, keeping the man down. I was like, I don't think that would work. Yeah, well, I think I that know. I think that cop would end up in a ditch somewhere. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. but yeah, so basic story is some guy who. This was the real surprise of it. Some guy uh, rolls into town. He's been working on his car. Uh, it's a big Hemi, Hemi-driven. Um, it's a Dodge Monaco. Or something yeah, like yeah, that, right? yeah. It's a, it's a Hemi. It's a. He has this car. He's been working on it. He's like, well, see ya. He throws a saxophone and a duffel bag in the back, and you're like, a saxophone. All right. Get <laughs> get used to some saxophone in this movie, but yeah, whatever. It's not bad. It isn't. I. Well, like with like an acoustic guitar or a saxophone, no, but whatever. I think that's fine. That's so fine. he leaves and he leaves Texas. And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go race and see you later." You know, and you're like, "Okay, well, that's cool, I guess, whatever." And uh, and he pulls into this town where the no first he picks up a hitchhiker, and this guy the just DJ guy. who's a DJ guy, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's kind of weird." And he's going to this small town, the same small town, which is like coincidence, but. Um, and he's going to be the the local radio guy, and and they're just both drive to this place. Uh, so you ha- kind of have your built-in sidekick, yeah. and you also have the framing device because he's the takes the role of the 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 guy from the vanishing point where yeah. he's, he's helping the the undercurrent out against the man, you know. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So, but he shows up in town, 
immediately races the, the, the son of the owner of the root beer factory, who is going to win because every car has to have a root Munz root beer sticker on their car, and every car... Uh, yeah, they, if they yeah. don't, the cops supposed to kill them or wh- just just kill them in their family line. You know, you're like, all right, whatever, I guess. Uh, so they race and immediately our here our hero flips his car. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, I know. I thought, is that the end of the movie? <laughs> this is a quick four minute movie. That's weird. Yeah, I was like, the the guy, the Mun's son, is played by Grant Goody, who is from best known from that. TV show Eight is enough or whatever. Oh, but what was he in that? He was the older brother in Eight. In the, eight wow. Is okay. Yeah, and he's like a real kind of like he thinks he's a badass, but he's kind of a puss, you know. I and mean, he's kind of like daddy's boy or whatever. He's a badass because everyone else has been crippled. Yeah, uh, right. Against him, like you know, he winning all the time because he's. And, and some rich, of those, you know. some of those car you know races or whatever, it almost like not the main ones, but the ones between Grant Goodeve and Greg Henry, they almost seemed like they were like the cars weren't going that fast, but they were sped up oh, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. So I mean, they had a little bit of that going on, but yeah, whatever, who yeah. cares? You and know? exactly. So he flips. So then the they're doing like chicken runs and stuff like yeah. that, like and, you know. But yeah, he fl- he he pulls he, him off to the side and he flips over. He flips the car. The car with the with the DJ. Yeah, the, the DJ car. was in with him and was like, "Whoa, that's weird." And they both lived through it, so I was like, okay, good. You know, I didn't, I didn't really need to see any heavy someone died now yeah, kind right. of stuff. Especially the main character. Yeah. Well, I mean, or the, I mean, I thought the DJ might die, and then he yeah, had to do, yeah. win this for, you know, the big hurricane or whatever his name was. And um, excuse me. <clears throat> well, my voice. Have so, something to drink. So he, um, the cop gives him a ticket for whatever. Get used to that scene because the cop gives him about seven hundred and eighty yeah, tickets. Yeah, You're yeah, like. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting kind of sick of seeing this scene. Yeah, the and same cop. <laughs> same cop, same bullshit. And you're like, okay. So but then the tow truck driver tows it, and he's like, well, I don't, I don't have any money. He's like, well, you can stay with us. Ed Begley. Was Ed, the, yeah, Ed stay, Begley. Stay with us and just, um, you know, do a little bit of wrenching on the side, and that'll pay for it. And I was like, well, that's kind of nice. You know, so he's staying in this little... Uh, that was the 70s, man. It was a nicer time, man. Yeah, man. You know, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, he, this is where you know, he pulls the motor out because, of course, even though the car is scrapped, nothing on a on a car, especially a hot rod, is wasted. All those parts are pulled back off because if you can hammer it out and straighten it, you're using it again. It's, mm-hmm. it's, that stuff's expensive. So, he has a motor, doesn't have a car. The oppression keeps going like there's there's all these scenes like i'm skipping over a lot because my god you can't take it it's like there couldn't be a more evil person like he wants to run him out of town because he doesn't want any competition yeah. from muns uh this guy's know. literally worse than hitler like like honestly the mun the muns guy is portrayed yeah, Culp, as yeah. worse than hitler in this movie like he's just the most evil of every evil person in the world and then and then uh, then then the, the plucky uh a root beer girl comes in the Robert Matson with like they're yeah. making her wear some afro and he's almost seemed like he's trying to pimp her out to he is some of the guys so or weird. whatever yeah like I mean, this guy's beyond you know evil or whatever yeah, I'm he's telling like you. he's like pimping out the 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 waitresses the guys to get like some extra fun- extra funding or something like that and Grant Goodie her boyfriend doesn't even care you he's know? like whatever who cares yeah it's so gross and so weird and and then then like. They ha- then uh, his friend comes in town, uh, Cannonball. Yeah. Cannonball comes in town, and he's kind of like the older, just like a hippy-dippy kind of guy, but he has a fast Studebaker truck. And he rips around, and he's, you know, they're irreverent, and there's yeah. a lot of that rebel without a cause stuff. Yeah, right. And then they're sitting there, and he's like, well, how are we ever going to, 
you know, fight. And then some, some old guy comes up and I, I got a Willys. And he's like, no, nobody has a Willys. Those are old cars. And he's like, I have one. And then they go look at it and he's like, oh. And it, there's a lot of neat subtleties in this script that are that made me laugh because this guy is showing him this Willys. And our hero goes, but you're not going to sell it, right? Like, and that's that happens so many times. Like, where somebody's showing you what they have, but there's no way you can obtain uh, it. Like, yeah. I've been in that situation numerous times. Like, oh, yeah, I've been looking for one of those. Hey, look, look, I have one of those. Yeah, but I'm not selling it. It's just sitting rotting away in a barn. You're like, well, son of a bitch. You yeah, know? yeah. But sure. this guy says, this is an old crotchety guy who doesn't like the way things are going because small town was is being devoured by this Munn's Root Beer evil or organization. He goes, well, I'll tell you what. If you beat that guy, you can have the willies. He was like, hey, that's a deal. Uh, so he puts the engine in this willies, and and then uh, then he starts racing, and and it's it's the standard. He's kind of winning the girl's heart away from the bad guy. Yeah, as a matter of fact, he goes and he picks finally picks her <laughs> up, and he goes, I give you a ride home. And as he's taking her home, like Grant Goody pulls up, and Grant Goody doesn't even fight or anything. He's like, okay, I guess uh, I'll go. What a puss. I know. <laughs> Which kind of makes sense because at the end, anyway. But at any rate, yeah, so he ends up getting the girl on his side finally or whatever. And yeah. he's he runs around with his car, and it always it's kind of breaking down every once in a while, you know. But he's winning, uh, he's doing drag race, but he's always getting busted. And he gets always. busted like one time he gets like 30 tickets or something. Yeah, he's this. Basically, they're running him out of town right. is what they're trying that's to do. The co- that's the cop's job as directed by the evil Munns guy. And he's winning a lot of like those side races, too, which is kind of... That's realistic. That's realistic. He's making money to keep this thing running because race cars have a very traumatic life. Mm-hmm. They don't last long because they can't. You right, know? right, yeah. So when he's blowing stuff and stuff's kind of going wrong, it's it's realistic. You know, It's kind of... The people that wrote this knew what they were doing. They knew, they knew they what knew, they were talking they knew the about. Deal, yeah. Um, but then finally, like stuff happens, and you know whatever. And, and, and so finally, he, um, uh, one guy, he's sitting at a bar eating, and the one guy challenges him to a race, and it's, it was funny, funny because he didn't even say anything. He just stuffs the sandwich in his mouth and goes out to race him. Like, yeah. doesn't even care. He's just like he'll race at the drop of a hat, which is well, a it's very funny. It's like two hundred fifty yeah, bucks. The subtle nuance like of the character, and that's he played it perfectly. Like that's all he cared about. Yeah. It was like the two-lane blacktop guys. That's it. They don't talk about anything but the car. That's they don't it. care about anything but the car, you know. And it's just, so yeah. he races, but it was all a setup. So then he doesn't get the money, and he gets it. He gets it, something. They don't tow it, but did they get, what does he get impounded or something? Oh like yeah, that? I think he does. But they, they they're able to get it out. They, oh, they get him because they're like, this is a stolen car. It doesn't have a registration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the guy comes down and he's like, I own that. The old guy comes and bells around and says, No, I gave him that car, and they leave. And the the whole time, the, the the cop who's rousing this guy nonstop is also getting harassed by the evil guy, because he's like, No, you should you should kill him. You should or throw him in jail and keep him there. You know, he's like. Once more, and you're like, okay, that's weird. So, um, then him and Cannonball beat up the guy and take the money, and he's like, you turning over on your own on an own street racer, you're a piece of crap, you know? Yeah, right. It was funny <laughs> that that part was funny because they went and got their money, and they're like, yeah, right, right, that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yep. they got the money back from the guy. So then, like, then they start like, I don't know if this is the part where they start like. Did, something happens to his car, right? Grant Goody gets a hold of his car and the, he blows yeah, the piston. The bad guy, on it. the bad guy, takes the car and winds it out till it blows up. 
Yeah, he's in he's in his little house and he doesn't realize that he thinks there's somebody out there. But he didn't see anybody. With all that saxophone, he couldn't concentrate. Yeah, right. With know? his like, you know, with his yet, playing yet with his yakety sax, you know. Uh, <laughs> He can't concentrate. So, so Grant Goody takes his car and blows a piston. Yep. So he's like, what are we going to do? You know, the race, we got to race. And so then they start going on a stealing spree. They they go and they start, like, breaking into cop cars and taking parts or that whatever. That was funny. They yanked the entire motor out of a cop car. Yeah. They took the whole short block out of the car, which is the, the engine. That's what we call an engine. Uh, this, so so they that's how they replaced the motor and then they also vandalized the other one so it would go into reverse. Yeah yeah. We shipped the linkage you know and you know, like it's funny that they did that. Um, then they took the tires from Grant Goody's car while they the driving yeah. or whatever. So yeah they, he just has had enough and he just goes on and just starts stealing everything that they keep taking from him. And uh, and then one of the local townsmen donates a a, a blower. Yeah. Uh, to make it to to the next class of race. So Cause everybody race hates him. that Mun guy so much. They go, look, we'll give it to you if you beat yeah. him. Yeah, you know? it's really cool undercurrent kind of like of that uh, resistance. Yeah, you know, there's like a passive aggressive hatred. They can't do anything about it, but they're gonna do something yeah. quietly to see if they can like you know screw the guy over yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because because uh, because even the guy that the tow truck owner was like made mention it right early on how ruthless the guy was said well he wanted to buy my land and I said no so now I can't get gasoline exactly, anymore and stuff yeah. like that so it is that whole I'm taking this whole town or, or and you're that's going to be the end of it you know which yeah. was very spaghetti westernish yeah kind um, of that I was, think that about was that, often yeah. the the driving force behind most of the spaghetti westerns we've seen so then they finally get to the day of the big race. Big race, yeah. And then there's like all you get all this rail rail job racing yeah, yeah. and all that. And so he's like he's like racing the guy and he's like he's winning, but then he didn't he like blow a piston or something. Yeah. But he did, but he's just clutch or something. Goes yeah, something, something happened. He blew. This is the one leading up to the big race. Yeah, the, the so, one leading up to the big so race. So he yeah. so now he's in trouble again. But then he so during and this they, they go to this like like concert or whatever. Which who is the guy that was singing that song? You know, I don't know who that band was, but they were they were good. But I don't know. I know who that it was. song too. I oh, know I know the song. I just can't uh, think of it right now. I know the song because the Sex Pistols did a remake of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the song, but I don't know who the band yeah. was. There were some local guys or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, so he breaks into like the, the Hall uh, of Fame, their 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 museum, the Hot Rod Museum. <laughs> And, and, and yeah, and there's a little bit of suspense because Robert Culp goes in thinking he sees something, and then the guy's like hiding out, and there's another cop in there sleeping. He he like rips the other cop and you, and he goes, "Hey, you know, you told you to watch this. I thought I heard the doors open and all blind. I got, oh, I'm sorry, you know." Yeah, whoops. Yeah. Meanwhile, he escapes with the piece needed. So yep. then, you know, there's like there's like the big race next day and blah blah blah, and he's got to pay like five or six hundred bucks or something yeah see that's in. the other thing this was this was one of the funnier races and there was a sticker that he didn't the month sticker he didn't yeah, want to be he didn't put the sticker sponsored on sponsored or whatever so they also like there was one part where they were like okay so well since you made me not be able to race you let's have a grudge race and this is actually really funny what ha- what he did oh um, yeah yeah like yeah. so he the good guy and the bad guy you know get up to the line and um and the bad guy jumps on it and like goes as fast as he can, and he just kind of like meanders back and forth, like driving really slow. Yeah, yeah. It was just one of those funny kind of things where he's just like, uh huh, stick it, you know. That's yeah, right. like the handicap that, that you know you won't let anybody actually race you, so that's why you think you're good. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It was a different twist to it, you know. So then they get to the big, you know, big race. race. Here we go. Yep, and it's the good versus evil, you know. Basically, yeah, you know, and. And 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 the nice thing is, good wins out in the end. So yeah, I don't know. and that, that there's also a little a little tidy up. The other up. thing with the cops. Yeah, yeah, where 
the, he fires the chief of police who he says he got that job and blah, blah, blah. Because the chief of police goes, I can't take this guy in. I mean, you it's know. nothing. For, I can't arrest him for nothing. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll take your badge and I'll give it to this other guy, his deputy yeah. or whatever. So it turns out the deputy was actually undercover FBI and they arrested all of them for corruption. So the, the later, they let the race go. But the kid, all all of them are under indictment for for what you call it for corruption. For and then corruption. like even even though like uh, you know Greg Henry wins the race, the the guy goes, yeah, you won the race, but we know that you stole some stuff, so you might want <laughs> to donate all your nine hundred dollars to. I know. Like, okay, so even though he wins, it's a moral victory because he doesn't get any money. Yeah, he doesn't get. Any, so he gives the. He gives the trophy to the kid. That that there's like a precocious scamp that's with him. Yeah, but, lefty. But very, it didn't. It wasn't a, annoying. It was just no. a light touch of precocious yeah, yeah, scamp, yeah, not so overly funny. precocious scamp. Yeah. So he wins, and he was like, <clears throat> one of the funniest lines in this movie. I actually laughed out loud. He's like, he was fixing his car, and she's like, well, what are you gonna do next? He's like, well, this is about as close to work as I want to get, so I guess I'm just going to run around and race people. Yeah. And I was like, it made me laugh because he's like, this is as close to work as I want to get, keeping this car going. Yeah, that's uh, it, man. Uh, it's like a, you know, one of these free spirit dudes or whatever. So they live. They leave. So, he, yeah, he ends up getting the girl you know, at the end, and she yep. leaves with him. She goes, like, hey, you want to come with me? He goes, yeah, cool. So he's yeah, got his car and his girl, and he's going to have some fun. You got know? nothing else to do. And his saxophone, you know. And yep. He, Cannonball. He, he, took all, he took the blower and all that out of the car. He goes, he he gave everything back, yeah. He gave the blower back to the guy because he said, well, I use it to win, but I don't need it. And then he gave, uh, he said, put this part back into the hot rod. I took it out of Yeah, yeah, right. You know, so yeah. he was a stand-up guy. He just... Just went off with his, like, yep. beat up, not, not beat up, but... 41 wheel. He's a very it, popular car. And it, But it was, uh, whatchamacallit, it didn't have paint on it. It was primer. Yep, primer. It took Same off. Same as the... Pushing the car when it goes up a hill because it was like having problems and you know so funny free spirit fun yep. fun seventies stuff yes yeah yep. it was a cool movie I was like I I was like oh I've never heard of this before when I saw the credits I go oh this got to be a TV movie but it didn't have because it came from VHS it didn't have the the TV edits the fades but at the end you could see at the end yeah. when it fades and it comes back to the cre- oh yeah it is a oh TV that's true movie. it didn't did it it was because the TV movies you always have that fade. Between the commercial, this didn't edit it pretty good, but at the end, that's right. when they when the when the car's going into the mountains and then it, it fades and then it comes back and it's still like going to the oh it's, it's like the TV other movie. direction of the of the mountain and then yeah, it's just but yeah because that's right it didn't have that feel to it no that, and it didn't. I didn't I didn't put my finger on it but you're right the credits did but the editing did everything else this played like a movie. You know, they just it played like a low-budget theatrical drive-in movie, movie. Yeah. like a drive-in movie at the theaters or whatever. I, I had a lot of fun with it. It was um, a TV thing, yeah. I mean, it was 79, so I missed it when it was on. And um, yeah. But it's it's not... A, it, we, we got it off of YouTube. It's it's only available on some kind of um, bootleggy things. It's not really... Uh, mm. It was on VHS, but it, it's really... Never made it They, they really should yeah. put it out because it is a good... It is a fun little artifact of a time that's gone by because I even remember back even in the early 80s where I knew a guy who was the gearhead or whatever a motorhead whatever you want to call it and he we even went to one time because he found out that like in the not in the Everglades but in like close to the Everglades in Miami they were having like a, they were having some like you know races like that where it was like cars going against cars and he goes you want to go I go sure and there was like out in the boonies there was hundreds of people and I saw like a car racing a motorcycle and, that, and all of a sudden the cops came in okay wow. everybody it's over so I have seen see 
personally, this yeah. stuff happened. See, everyone, it's, uh, <coughs> street racing did not start with Fast and the Furious. No, it didn't. Just letting you know. I know. I mean, I know Paul Walker's a cool guy, as I, as apparent by Tammy and the T Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know, there was actual oh, car God, racing yeah. before people decided I, to race little. As a matter of fact, cars. one time I remember it being him. He had his. He had a '79. The Burt Reynolds uh, smoking the band. Oh, really? Yeah, he had the Trans Am wow. with the Eagle in the front and the T tops. Those did some good. Those did some good. Yeah, they were very fast cars, and his dad gave it to him for graduating high school. So good for him, you know what I mean? So he had one of those. Uh, we, he, every once in a while, I go out with him, and he'd go out on the highway looking for you know like a race or whatever. And then one time, some guy went boom, boom, boom. So I've been in that boom, boom, boom. You know that? All of a sudden, they go off, and I saw the dude next to him. They're like going close, close. All of a sudden, it's like boom. You see the little smoke coming out of the exhaust. He had the little nitro bottle to kick oh, your ass or whatever like, see ya. so i've seen that shit in person you know so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good times you i know? do that a lot with my car because it's really fast but i I'm, i'll probably do it a lot more when i build my hot rod plus plus where i used to live we used to have hialeah speedway which is like on the outskirts oh, of hialeah shit. there's not even places for cops to sit on some of those stretches and you're like let's go baby we used to have hialeah speedway there what's <laughs> funny about hialeah speedway was we used to live like about three or four miles away and at night, when it was kind of quiet, you could hear the echo of the motors yeah. or whatever. So you're like, oh, I guess they're racing today at the speed. That's way. yeah. That's one of the things I'm planning with that. Like, cause I'm I'm leaning towards like a Cobra, uh, replica. You know, obviously not a real Shelby Cobra. Those are millions of dollars. But I'm I'm leaning towards one of those, and I'm actually think I'm gonna put those cutouts in it. So like, when I want it's normal, and then when I pull like when I drop a lever down, it goes to straight pipes. No, so it's just go. nothing but like that, whap, 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 like yeah, that right. really loud, and I'm gonna make sure oh, everyone yeah, knows yeah. I'm going. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you know. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, what, oh, oh, what are you giving us? Uh, I'll give it an eight. Wow, that's all right. I'm, I'm with you at like a seven five, whatever, about the same. I got a lot of enjoyment out of it because it oh, was a, it was so a, there was a nostalgic feel to it. There was a simple feel to it. It was kind of there was it was really it was kind of like an honest movie, an unpre an unpretentious movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the characters. For all their, like, whatever, rang somewhat true. I've seen situations like this yeah. before. It's a small town thing, you know. I mean, it's before everything got overpopulated and everything amped up. Only the cars are amped up. And you could see, like, the world was changing. And it was kind of like, uh, yeah, like I said, nostalgic for and a I simpler did, time. I did love, one of the things I loved about it is these cars were ugly. Yeah, they were. They were the real yeah, deal. They were the real That's deal. The, what happens when you pull up next to these '67 Novas yeah, yeah, and it looks yeah. like a piece of shit, and the motors hanging out of the bottom of it. Well, it's gonna whip your ass, so you better hang on. But it's like that's what they really look like. That well, the yeah, stuff I with mean, that super paint and they're glossy. Like you can keep it; it's not real. Uh, th know? That guy that I knew has he had a buddy who had like I think it was like a early 70s Maverick or That's whatever the full I had Maverick. One of those, I had one of those growing up with a 302 and it was fast. It was fast. It was the fastest thing. It was faster than the Trans Am. It had some kind of a bored out engine or yeah. whatever. That thing was fast as hell. The one I had, I had a four door but it had the 302 in it. One of the fastest cars I ever drove. Yeah, because it, was, it wasn't a big car, but it was like the engine was good, and he did something to it, and it was like... We used to laugh because it was like shitty brakes, ugly car, yeah, fast, fast as hell. Yeah. And I actually painted that one. It was flat black. Everything. Yeah. There was no chrome on it, no nothing. Windows and flat black and just this big motor. Yeah, I beat man. The, I beat the shit out of that thing. It those just kept little, going. Those little cars with a good engine on them will beat a big old you know, Camaro, Z28, yep. you know, That's what, all that well, kind of stuff. That one I have now, that little, uh, the little Honda is very unassuming. It weighs nothing. That's it. And it's geared like hell. It goes like 155 miles an hour. It's, yeah. it, it's 
it's not supposed to be that fast. It's just very fast, and you yeah. just you're like, well, it's dialed in. All right, and we're dialed out. So that's it for this week. Uh, my name is Matt with me as always. Dr. Morbius. And we will see you next week. No. In a few weeks. We're going to take yeah, a Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking a massive road trip, so uh, we'll see you in two weeks. With more. With more great movies to do things to. <laughs> like watch. <laughs> like watch. And talk <laughs> about them. And muse upon. And we're done here.